I wonder what the word Sabbath conjures up in your mind. Is it the idea of going to Sunday church? Is it a busy day at Regent Hall, like we've been used to in the past? Is it staying home on Sundays like we've been used to in the last year? Or maybe for some of us going way back into our childhood memories, it's uh, memories of not doing things. Because over the years, the idea of Sabbath or stopping work, work stoppage, um, has kind of morphed into the idea of not doing anything at all, a legalistic approach I know to Sabbath, but that's how it developed in some of our childhood memories. So Sabbath and not working became not shopping, not playing sport, not watching television, not going out for a meal, not doing anything much, in fact. Sabbath is a tricky one for Christians. We tend to see it as a Jewish thing. And yet it's the only one of the Ten Commandments that we brush off as really not that important. Yet it's the longest and the most specific commandment um, that are given us in the Ten Commandments. And it's the hinge between how we relate to God and each other. And so Sabbath is a really important concept that's in danger of getting lost in our modern day world. Now, by the time the Ten Commandments are given by God to Moses, the Israelites are no longer slaves owned by their masters. They're no longer locked into a system that, that dictates their worth by how much they produce. But for 400 years prior to that, that's exactly what had happened. The Israelites, under Pharaoh's harsh regime, where they were treated as slaves, treated them as an economic machine, the whole people, about what they could produce for him. They were building his cities, they had no holidays, they were working seven days a week in back-breaking forced labour um, without a break. And we're talking about generation after generation, hundreds of years of this oppression going on. No rest, only productivity. So you're only worth anything if you produce me another building. And it was often something like bricklaying, so really harsh labour. So by the, by the time the commandments from God come to the Israelites through Moses, Slavery is deep in the Israelite psyche and endless productivity is deep in their bones. And they need therefore to learn how to live as free people under God's generous and loving rule. How to freely live. And Sabbath, says God, is my gift to you, my people. It will be like a weekly independence day for the nation that I have saved. So for one day in seven, you will have this lovely independence day where you don't have to work and you will be free to live and know that you're living under God's generous rule. One day in seven, God says, stop all work. Do this so as not to be defined by your output. One day in seven, let's go. Every human construct, 
like diaries and pro productivity and just be together. Be together with me and be together with each other as God's, as my beloved children. This one in seventh Sabbath is a hard discipline for those of us caught up in deifying our value by measuring, comparing, competing, striving, producing and consuming. Like the Israelite slaves, some of us are addicted to productivity. Without it, we feel lost and we feel afraid to trust. But the Sabbath command says we must yield to the cycles of rest and renewal that God has built into the fabric of existence, of the whole of creation. There are cycles of rest. One day in seven, you on purpose remember that you are not God. And you on purpose remember that you're equal with your neighbour. This is what it means to be human. This is what it means to be free. So Sabbath doesn't actually mean inactivity. It doesn't mean not doing anything. It just means doing life for its own sake with a thankful and joyful heart. I tried to think of an example across our congregation of true Sabbathing amongst people and I could think of so many of you with beautiful hobbies and, and things you love to do. But, but to my mind came our own, my mind came to our own Stephen Moore who loves gardening. We've seen over this last year some of the beautiful little video clips he's taken and taken great enjoyment, not only at the things he's shown us, but the, the clear love he has for flowers and shrubs and plants and how he tends his garden. So the idea is that Stephen if he does something in his garden because he's got to, because he's got to produce an outcome, because it's on his task list to do, his gardening is work. But if he's able to go out into the garden and do that gardening out of sheer enjoyment and pleasure for its own sake, then he's Sabbath resting. But we forget, don't we? We forget. The 24-7 connectivity that we all enjoy also ensures that we're tied to productivity, persuaded that the world cannot run without us. We're chronically overcommitted. Who in the world has time for Sabbath? How are you, we ask each other. Busy, we answer. Look how well we're producing. No wasting time here. But Sabbath is one of God's big ten, because unless we stop productivity, we'll forget that God is God and we are not. We'll forget that we are humans with bodies, minds and hearts dependent on the care of a creator who is ready to meet us when we stop moving long enough to be met. We forget that we're in this together, and that we need one another to do life. And when we forget our common humanity, we become a destructive force in the universe. So Sabbath rest isn't a reward to be earned when our productivity is complete. It's the other way round. It's a starting point. The Jewish day begins at sundown. Pro productivity results from Sabbath. And when the Sabbath day arrives, 
it interrupts, it takes over. When the sun hits the horizon, you stop. The phone goes off, the tasks are put down, and the only thing left is human beings being human in the presence of God, who was there all along, but who largely went unnoticed until the Sabbath. It's uncomfortable. And as I share this teaching this morning, I'm speaking to myself. I don't remember the last time I put my phone down. What do we do in a space in which the goal is not to accomplish anything? Many of us view time as something to fill, to master, to plan, to control. So sheltering in the pandemic, if you are like that, can feel like a house arrest and it hurts rather than Sabbath time. What do we do with the feelings as well that we've stuffed down under endless activity? We can only give them back to God who will help us remember that we're out of rhythm. And so Sabbath is a divine strategy to help us remember that God is God and that we are made in God's image for loving connection. That text is a hard one for former slaves, which includes us, so listen. You really are supposed to stop. All of you, every week, everything, no exceptions. You've been delivered from slavery where the sole measure of your value was, out, uh, was your output. If you don't stop to remember this commandment, the other ones will be lost on you. You'll forget that the God who saves you for freedom and you'll go on living as slaves to pharaohs of your own making. Matthew 11 asks us, So who amongst us isn't weary? Weary in the trap of productivity, that there is never enough time. So I ask you this morning, who or what is your pharaoh? Always demanding that you do more or be more. Who is your personal pharaoh who makes you feel so restless? What would it be like to take Jesus' yoke, to find our life inside Christ's connection to God and God's purpose in the world? To find a way of living that's life-giving, a buffer against work creep and the tyranny of productivity, as Marva Dawn calls it. To enter truly restorative rest. When we turn to Christ, the result is rest you will find rest for your souls. There's a beautiful prayer St Augustine prays. I've shared it many times at Regent Hall and it's this one. Oh God, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until we find our rest in you. Can we trust enough that our generous, abundant God is in charge? Can we make the decision to live in covenant time Sabbath time. Amen.